0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Emma Choi, and welcome to Everyone and Their Mom, a weekly show from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. This week we're talking about baby names with wait, wait, panelist, comedian, and someone who I feel like has the same shirt on every time I see him. It's Peter Gross. Hi, Peter.
0: Guilty of all three of those things. Uh, (laughs) I very often wear the same shirt. For those of you who can't see me right now, which would be all of you, I'm wearing what would be... Is this considered a polo shirt? Yeah, it's, like it's a not blue not polo, polo shirt. Yeah. yeah, it's a blue-green polo shirt. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, well, I mean, I am really excited to talk to you about this story. Great. Maybe you heard it. Um, the Washington Post revealed the most misspelled baby names on birth certificates are Isaac and Chloe. That's the news story.
0: Wait, but once you misspell it, are you stuck with that or...? <laughs> Because people misspell on purpose. So I don't know if this is a misspelling <laughs> that somebody wrote or...
1: I would say a misspell on purpose is just a spelling, It's Peter. a spell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Um, mm-hmm. Peter, disclaimer, I've never had a baby, okay? But yeah. I assume what happens is that they kind of just pop out and everyone's like real tired. And then immediately you have to take a quick spelling test. <laughs> and the question <laughs> is, what is my kid's name forever? Yeah. Right? Pretty high stakes. Uh, Well, the Washington Post found out that over the past five years, the two most changed baby names are Isaac and Chloe. And not because they're not, like, lit names, but because they spell them super wrong. So this is what happens, okay? Yeah. Um, The name Chloe, you know, super kind of common, simple name. Okay. It's often misspelled in a way that swaps the O and the L, so it's Chole.
0: So C-H.
1: O-L-E. (laughs) O-L-E. And then Isaac is supposed to have two A's apparently. Sure. Um, but sleepy what do you mean pa- apparently,
0: it's like a biblical name. It's I one of like don't... the first names. <sighs>
1: Thank you, Pastor. Okay, you're um and... <laughs> Thank you,
0: Pastor, of the the Jewish names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a pastor whose degree is in Jewish names.
1: Okay. Uh. Anyways, Isaac is supposed to have two A's, but sleepy parents often spell it with two S's. You know, because they like it twice as much, I guess.
0: Yeah. Like, and two A's or just.
1: Just two S's. So it's just... like it's like is Zach like a question? <laughs> is Zach? Zach. It's and not it, good. <laughs> I want to go back for a second yes. to the Chol misspelling for yes. a second. This is my favorite thing in the world. Like Chol, Peter. It's it's a perfect name because it both like conveys the elegance of Chol, right? Right. But also has the kind of strength that says my stomach with can withstand multiple corn dogs, right? <laughs> it's the perfect lady's name.
0: Oh, you think it's a good lady's name? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Chol. It sounds like a like a character from Dune or something like this. <laughs> like, uh, if we cross the desert, Chole will be there. And we'll yeah. have to defeat Chole. I mean, all names sound kind of dumb and ridiculous. We yeah. just ass- we have assigned meaning to them. Yeah. You know, like Peter. If you break it down, doesn't sound any different than Chole, other than, than there have been a lot of Peters and, and a lot of Emmas and stuff.
1: <laughs> Not a lot of Choles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you have a kid, right? Did you? How I did do that have a kid. Naming go.
0: Pretty easy. My wife and I agreed immediately. What is it? His name is Abraham.
1: I mean, did, did you spell your son's name right the first time?
0: Um, I originally spelled it C H O L E, and then <laughs> someone was like, that's not even close to right, Abraham. Right, right,
1: right. <laughs> you must have been really tired. <laughs> if anyone's an expert in names getting all jumbled up and coming out the wrong way, it's our producer, Oha Lopez.
2: Oha, take it away. My name is Ojamanda Lopez, so OHA for short. It's only two syllables, O and HA. But people absolutely slaughter it in so many amazing creative ways that I've been keeping this list since 2013 of how people have messed up my name, which, remember, is OHA. So here are just a few. Aloha. Ohana means family. Juan. Ola. Hoa. Uh, there's also Melania. No, thank you. Uh, Jojo. Joja. Now remember, my name is Oha. Omaha, never been. Uh, there's Ohio, never been. Uh, Oprah, I'm honored by that one. You know, I had a boss call me Hoo Ha for an entire year. There's Aloha, keeping with the Hawaii theme. Uh, Yo Yo, Mojo, Ho Ha. A woman at a spa one time looked at my name, OHA, on a list and called me Hoop. That's it. Just the word hoop. But guys, there is hope. In lieu of calling me something that sounds like a mud boot falling down a flight of stairs, if you aren't sure how to pronounce my name, just ask me, baby. It's OHA.
0: Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Easy Cater, committed to helping companies solve food from employee meal plans to on site staffing to concierge ordering support with corporate accounts, nationwide restaurant coverage, and payment by invoice. EasyCater.com. I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln?
2: Well, you know, it was 2020, and we were all so isolated. I I just started doing research. uh, But the truth is, no, I just thought of it.
0: We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Do
1: you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three
2: minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.
1: So this is kind of like a story about people regretting stuff so hard. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you very much regret, Peter? (sighs) Let's get deep. Is there anything
0: I very much regret?
1: (laughs) Or the last thing that you regretted, okay? I'll tell you
0: something I regret that is not – it's an inaction. Okay. Because I would like to have had a tattoo at this point in my life. That there have been times where I'm like, I should have – I've thought about getting – a certain tattoo or another tattoo like when my son was born actually mm-hmm. was gonna get one and now I'm feeling like oh god this is a little too stereotypical like I'm a 48 year old man if I get a tattoo people are gonna <laughs> be like dude you missed the boat on tattoos no yeah
1: no I mean I think you should totally go for it are you I mean I have just, a good
0: one I got a great idea let's hear it okay so it was I might combine it. So I was going to do one where I was going to try to get my son's initials and my initials like sort of like woven together, Cute. ACG and PEG. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was thinking, so my dad died in January, um, which I regret. I shouldn't have killed him. Killed him. <laughs> so I was going to get one. My dad was Romanian and he had a, a saying, which was a uh, chin pumi, which means uh, I'll keep my fist for you, which is basically the same as crossed fingers. Mm-hmm. So I was going to get like a, a fist with chin Pumi in Romanian that's kind of awesome yeah Yeah. because it's kind of like a good luck type of thing of like um, and it made me like remember my dad and stuff so I think I could get that I think
1: you should do it I I don't think think I will I don't think you're ever too old and the thing about it is that you just have to do it yeah you just have to do it yeah I just have to
0: like decide that I'm doing it yeah it's gonna look dope you know I think it'll look pretty good I gotta find somebody to like I guess I'm just gonna go find someone who I like and like Mm -hmm. go tattoo shopping
3: Hi, I'm Mira Mariah, and I am Girl New York on the internet. Yeah,
1: you've tattooed everyone from Ariana Grande to Pete Davison, which is crazy. Can we ask you a question from our friend Peter Gross? Yeah, for sure. Great, okay. So he slash we're wondering, if you're 40 and you haven't gotten a tattoo yet, is it too late to start getting tattoos?
3: No, definitely not. I've given someone their first tattoo at 94 years old. (laughs) Um, So I think it's like very much uh, anything you want. And I think that, you know, if you're 40 years old, you know yourself so much better Mm -hmm. than you knew yourself when you were 20. So you're going to make even better decisions. Your taste is better developed and you have more money to spend on it.
1: Totally. Yeah. Wait, I feel like you have to go back to the 94 year old.
3: Uh, What did they get? My friend's grandma got a little Italian name that her <laughs> husband used to call her. Oh, that is so cute.
1: Oh, my gosh. So we've been talking about people changing their names and misspelling names. Um, have you ever <laughs> misspelled a word that you put on someone?
3: Yeah, this is like the love of my life. Uh-huh. And she's my best friend. And we've been best friends since college. And she always swore that she would never get a tattoo. Okay. And um, like a couple years into it, she got a tattoo um, on her bum and it that it was meant to say draw me like one of your French girls with the necklace from the Titanic which is so fun because I always draw her like one of my French girls <laughs> and the, I don't even know I think it says draw me like me your French girl or something like that <laughs> and it's staying that way I think that's
1: kind of great because that turns it from a quote to like an inside joke between the two of you that's I love that
3: yeah, and like the lettering's really small. It's not something that stands out all the time. And, you know, like if I'm sure if anyone were to be like, wow, that's done wrong, she'd be like, yeah, like my best friend's a moron. But if she was going to mess up on somebody, I'm glad it's me. <laughs> all right. So, um, so
1: if it's okay, let's talk more about my friend Peter. He's open to getting a tattoo um, and he yeah. wants to go tattoo shopping. Can we talk through about like what might be a good design for him? For sure. Okay, great. Yeah. So, okay. First, let me tell you a little bit about him. He, like, always wears a blue polo. He kind of looks like a really nice high school AP chem teacher. Am I painting a good picture here? Yeah, for sure. We do lots of cool dads. Exactly. <laughs> um, do you have any questions before we start? Any any vibe suss-outs? What was his favorite band? Do you
3: know? Oh. Ooh. He strikes me as a strokes guy. Oh, okay, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, I'm good to go. (laughs) Okay, okay, great. I think maybe we should almost like make a flow chart for Mm, him, you know what I mean? So like, does he want the tattoo to look like a piece of graphic design? Mm -hmm. Or does he want it to look more hand done?
1: Let's say let's say hand done. He strikes me as someone who wants something more art like an art piece for his arm.
3: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so from there, I would say, does he want something that he um, maybe... How old is his son? His son is 13. His son is 13? Does he want his son to participate in the design? Like, Ooh. could his son do a
1: cool drawing for him? That sounds he, cool. Yeah, I'm sure his son will be up for that.
3: Yeah, so he could go in that direction, which, like, could be kind of dope. Anything
1: else you want to, you know,
3: float out there for Peter to maybe start
1: thinking about?
3: Like, I feel like he should... Like, maybe r- ask himself these questions, right? So, like, mm-hmm. to wrap it up. The questions we want him to ask himself. Does he want it to look, like, like typewritten or something like that? Or does he want it to look hand-done? Mm-hmm. Does he want to look at his tattoo every day? Or does he want it to be something he can put away and just see in private? Got it. And um, does he want to involve his son in the design process? Which I think could be really sentimental and really bonding for both of them.
1: Yeah. That sounds great. I mean, now I want this tattoo and Peter Gross' son mm-hmm. to draw it for me, so... I, that sounds great um cool we're gonna run this by peter and see what he thinks
0: hello peter gross hello emma
1: big news we talked to a famous tattoo artist named Mira mariah and she has some great advice for getting your first tattoo you want to oh, hear it
0: great. i do okay hear it. cool
1: Okay, so first of all, great news, Peter. You're not too old. You're the perfect age to start starting. Really? Yeah. She's tattooed a 94-year-old before. Isn't that crazy?
0: That's about, yeah, so I'm like a couple of years away from that. That's good.
1: And okay. she asked her to help you find a tattoo that's right for you. Um, yeah, You weren't there, so I just had to, like, get into your head and make some executive decisions. So. <laughs> that's great. Um, she suggested that you might like something hand-drawn.
0: Uh uh-huh. Do
1: you want that
0: hand drawn? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, think yeah. hand drawn is good. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she yeah. also thought that you might like your son to draw something, and I know you like your <laughs> son, so I said yes.
0: Okay. Um, okay. I think he could. I think he could contribute. Yes.
1: Okay. Great. Okay. And the last thing is that she wanted to know if you wanted some, if you wanted something more discreet or something more obvious, and like I figured, like, hey, you know, you're pretty gross. You probably want something to write on your face, right?
0: That's, here's where I think you start diverging from my normal line of thinking, but I'm just going to go with this.
1: All right. Okay. So between our expertise and some executive decisions we made, the perfect tattoo for you would be your son's handwriting huge across your forehead, but we decided you should choose what it says. What do you think?
0: Um, Property of Abraham and I know that um, any conversation I have with you is legally binding that's something we discussed mm-hmm. so I have to get this tattoo now I don't have a choice yeah I do a right? lawyer
1: standing by so yeah. also um, do you like the Strokes
0: I do I haven't listened to them in a while but I remember liking them a lot when they came out 20 odd years ago
1: she asked me what your favorite band was and I said the Strokes so
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: good to learn more about you I'm excited to see how the tattoo turns out
0: so mm-hmm. uh thanks <laughs> Thank you for providing me with an opportunity to tattoo my son's handwriting on my
3: forehead.
1: You're welcome. I know you want to. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Bye, Peter.
3: Bye.
1: Here's my favorite part of the podcast the credits. This show was brought to you by Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. This episode was produced by Haley Fager and Zolo Ray, with help from Oha Lopez, Blythe Robertson, Lillian King, Sophie Hernandez Simeonides, and my grandmother's latest patch of kimchi. It was a little bit better. Nancy Say we love you so much. Please be my mom forever. Our supervising producer is Jennifer Mills, and our Lord of the Rings is Mike Danforth. Once again, Lorna White, thank you for helping us with our sound. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to Mira Mariah for being the coolest person I've ever talked to. I love this joke. Oha Lopez, thanks for sharing your personal story on public radio. You're the best. This is very fun. Thank you to my co-host, comedian, Wait, Wait panelist, and buddy Peter Groves.
0: Can I name a pet, Joel?
1: You can see Peter in person in the We Fix It stand-up variety show at the Caveat in NYC, Thursday, September 8th, and at the Laughing Tap in Milwaukee on March 18th and 19th. I'm Emma Choi, and you can find me at Wit NPR and moving into my dorm room again, trying to figure out what's a fire hazard and what's not that. Okay, that's it. This is NPR.
2: Support for NPR and the following message come from NYU Stern. Their executive MBA program provides the support you need to take that next great leap. Classes held one Friday, Saturday, Sunday a month in downtown D.C. Search NYU Stern EMBA in D.C.